Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Siddiq Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Hamnia, right now I think it's the fourth episode in our uh, Convert Marriage series where we actually talk about some stories of convert marriages as well as take converts and born Muslims alike through the process of preparing for marriage, understanding the purpose of marriage and finding a spouse and eventually to uh, the post-marriage process of you know making sure that your marriage is successful and blessed. So today, what we're going to talk about is um, preparation for marriage. And if you guys are wondering why um, we are actually putting preparation for marriage before the episode about Taruf and getting to know a partner, it's because um, we believe that preparation for marriage comes before looking for a partner. In fact, it starts as early as, you know, um, when we intend to want to get married. Many of the characteristics that, you know, Muslims go into marriage to make it a successful marriage, such as um, righteousness, honesty, patience, are characteristics that will make us good Muslims, in fact. So preparation for marriage starts whenever you know, we are able to hone ourselves in, in terms of our morals as Muslims. It doesn't only start when one decides to get married itself. So this is imperative that we discuss about how to properly prepare for marriage and what are some characteristics to, for us to know that we are ready for marriage and you know, understand the reason why you know, Islam emphasizes so much on the preparation for marriage before one decides to look for a spouse. So um, today, join with us. Um, we also have our guest speakers from the last few episodes with the addition of one new speaker. He's not really new because he's been on Commerce Central many times as well, but I'll introduce him anyways. His brother, uh, Brian Ibrahim Abdurrahman. Uh, and together with him, we also have uh, our very uh, honored Ustaz Nasrullah, as well as sisters Ashalina and Laila Li Tiawei. So thank you all four of you guys for joining us on, on this podcast. Um, it, it seems like it's going to turn out to be quite a fun podcast. Um, never really done a forum of five uh, people before on a podcast. So let's see how it goes. So the first question that I would like to ask um, Brian, um, Sis Ashalina and uh, Sis Laila will be, how would you guys know when you guys are ready for marriage? Are there some personal indicators that you guys you know, would, would see within yourselves to know that, okay, you know what, I'm pretty ready for marriage right now in my life? To me, like, how do you know if you are ready for marriage? But uh, first, you need to be uh, responsible. Know that you are responsible yourself, that you can take care of, good care of yourself first before you can take care of someone else. Mm. Uh, be it like um, your moral health, mental health, everything, and financially, of course, that's very mm, important. Mm. And you know that uh, you are willing to take the next step of having someone in your life and build something together. Mm. And that's when you know that you are ready for the next phase of life. Mm, yeah. mm. I think that's quite similar to our Chinese culture where we emphasize <laughs> yeah. that we need to take care of ourselves, our mm. spouses, then you can go out to get married. And normally that comes translate to you, you, you should be able to offer a house first. Then you should yeah. get married then, right? So, okay, thanks for sharing that. Uh, I think for me, like, I agree with what Zafi said, that's uh, like responsibilities and being able to take care of yourself, right? So like, um, basic stuff, I feel that uh, as people of, like, as a teen- teenager, which grew up in this generation, right? Sometimes like our grandparents, our parents handle some stuff for us. Like maybe yeah. they cook for us, they you know, do some stuff for us, which I feel like are skills that we should be able to do on our own mm-hmm. before like, we'll be able to set out by ourselves. So like, I do think one of the factors would be to develop skills which adults would need, such as cooking, um, 
being able to do handle like just day just day to day stuff uh, usually mm, you know mm, um, mm. so that would be one of the things uh. mm. so not just like soft skills such as like um certain characteristic certain traits right but also some hard skills like cooking being able to do chores of the yeah house. for sure okay okay thank you for that uh, I agree with both of them I also think that uh the financial part is definitely especially when you are living in Singapore yeah I think the financial part also and also I think also communication how can both compromise each other and then in preparing the so called that you wanted to be of both wanted to be mm, mm. alright thank you Ashalina for sharing so I think we have quite a diverse um, opinion on you know when we would know we are ready for marriage um, and perhaps I can chime in my own perspective on this um, how I know I would be ready for marriage I think it's more of a maturity sense when I feel like I'm able to relate more to my friends around me and able to empathize with them I think this traits are quite important uh, when you're living your entire life with somebody almost every waking moment you're with them um, certain traits of empathy is important so when I feel like my life is going smoothly without much you know um, disagreements or friction with other people I feel like that's a good indication where I'm ready for marriage and obviously like time also matters so when I feel like you know I'm, I'm done with certain primary roles in my life like time of being a student and I'm transiting to maybe adult working life then um, this is when I feel like I might be more ready for marriage. So timing is also a factor for me. So like I mentioned, um, you know, a few diverse opinions on, on what we, sh- we, we think you know, a Muslim has to have to be ready for marriage. And now we'd like to invite Ustaz Nasrullah, uh, alhamdulillah, uh, that he's joining us today to help us to clarify you know, what are some of the characteristics a Muslim will need to have to be ready for marriage. Okay, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ala uh, okay, alhamdulillah. Uh, like how you all mentioned uh, just now, the keyword is now is about the responsibility. Okay, when uh, we talk about marriage in Islam, okay, we do not have any specific checklist that we need to have in terms of the characteristics. But Islam always gives us the, flexible, the flexibility in terms of you need to know what your context that you are in right now. But on top of that, the first fundamental that you need to know, you need to have the essential part before you move on to the details part. So the essential part that like we have talked before, what's the purpose of getting marriage? That's the first thing that we need to know. But before we go about the purpose in getting marriage, we should also look at the alignment between the marriage and also our life. Uh, we cannot detach marriage and also life. Life is, a, life is a marriage, marriage is a life. So we cannot detach both of that. We cannot talk about, okay, uh, marriage is a something else. There's no, connect, uh, there's no connectedness in terms of marriage and also life yeah. because marriage is part of your life. So when you talk about your marriage, you also talk about your life. So marriage is basically, is a life <laughs> and it also makes you alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in order for you to get that, you need to know that you need to nurture your uh, your understanding of marriage. So when we when we talk about marriage, we are talking about we are talking about the purpose that we live in this in this world, mm. which is to become a good person. How do we become a good person? Basically, as a Muslim, we know that everything we do for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and we believe the teaching of Prophet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
we would like to only look at three important things uh, yeah. generally as a life before we go proceed to the marriage part. Okay? Mm-hmm. So as a life, in order for us to know that, yes, we have the purpose in our life. Yes, we do have our responsibilities in our daily life. So what are the responsibilities that we are talking about? There are three things basically. So when we talk about we do it for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about three important things in Al-Quran. But I don't want to talk about in which verse. I just would like to uh, give an uh, summarization of that point. Mm. Okay, you can find it in Al-Quran inshallah. So the first one will be like uh, we talk about the importance of knowledge. We live in this dunya, we live in this world for us to gain more knowledge, mm. to become a knowledgeable person. When we talk about knowledge, we are not talking about, okay, I must become a scholar. No, but you need to have that fundamental of understanding in Islam. Mm-hmm. You need to know, uh, you need to do three things. In knowledge, you need to cover at least three things. Uh, so you, yes, knowledge. So what kind of knowledge are we talking about? Three things. The first one will be fiqh. Okay, understanding how to do salat, understanding how to pay zakat, understanding how to uh, do the shahada, understanding how to, uh, if let's say you have the ability to go to Umrah, okay? Fiqh basically talk about the pillars of Islam. Mm-hmm. So in order for you to implement, for you to know how to implement your understanding of Islam, you need to learn Fiqh. Uh, so that is discussed in the, in the hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When Malaikat Jibril asked Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, what is Islam? Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi said Islam is tashhada illaha illallah until at the end of the hadith. Okay? Mm-hmm. Basically, the scholar said, okay, so how do we know that we can uh, have uh, some sort of characteristic so that we know that we are in a level of understanding the Islam? Uh, so basically, you need to learn fact. And then the next question is asked by Malaikat Jibril. And then what is Iman? What is faith? So is faith Faith is basically in order for you to strengthen your faith. The scholar said you need to learn the science of Tawheed. The science of Tawheed. What is science of Tawheed? Science of Tawheed basically to put into summarization, a study, a knowledge where we focus more on what is the evidences that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there always with us. Mm-hmm. What are the evidences that Rasulullah teachings are always valid? What is the evidences that the angels are always with us? What are the evidences that the uh, book that we read is totally authentic? So basically, Tawheed is all about talking how you uh, enliven and also nurture your intellectual by understanding the faith. Mm-hmm. And then the next one will be Malaikat Jibril ask about, and then what is Ihsan? Uh, what is Ihsan? So the scholar say, in order for you to know better what is Ihsan, you need to learn this science. It is called Tasawuf. Tasawuf basically means a knowledge that we learn what are the programs for our heart. How do we actually preserve and protect our heart from envy, from jealousy, from comparing with one another, from trying to have the, the feeling of uh, inferiority complex with others. So that, is, that are the programs for the heart. So you have this three main sciences. So when we talk about, we do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that the path to, to make yourself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through knowledge. And how do we actually take the knowledge? How do we learn knowledge? By looking at the 
the three things. Mm. Uh, so and then that is that is the knowledge. The second one will be the ibadah. Ibadah means something got to do with uh, the action part. You do your Uh, in order for you to become a better person as in you live in the world you need to also uh, make better and look uh, deeper how do you actually uh, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your ritual uh, practice okay like you do like you do you must do your salah you must do your your zikir you must do your recitation of al-quran you must do something got to do with uh, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of the ritual Uh, context or ritual practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the, the first one, the first one will be more onto the cognitive learning, the sciences. You go to class, but this one more to action, mm-hmm. the worshiping part. And then the third one will be the imara. Uh, this is the term in Arabic, lah. We call it imara. Imara means you do your responsibility as a human being to take care of the world, make sure it is safe. You have to become an engineer. You have to become an engineer because you need that in order for you to help the community. You need to uh, do the marketing. Please do the marketing because you need that in order for you to make the environment uh, safe. So that are three things that we we need to know. Okay, so let's let's put it into a more specific context, which is which is marriage. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about these three things, right? We are also talking about to what extent do we understand these three things, and to what extent do we able to relate these three things with your marriage? So marriage is not just about you finding your partner. Okay, marriage is also about how do you find your partner that able to bring this responsibility together. To get the knowledge, to get the worshiping part, and to get the flourishing part. Uh, so you 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 find you find a partner, meaning you are finding a partner. That is why in Arabic word when we call uh, your spouse, right? Uh, in Arabic word we call zawj. Zawj is husband. Zawjah. You just need the tap marbuta. You just need the the symbol of tap for the for the female for the uh, for the wife. Okay, and it has the same root word. Zai Wajim for the husband, and the female also Zai Wajib Zai Wajim. Only that the female you need the extra one letter, but mm-hmm. it has a two. It has a, a same uh, fundamental or root word. Rather than you look at the word husband and wife, totally different. You have H and then you have wife. This one you have two similar root word from Zawj. So what do we mean by Zawj in Islam? Zawj mean basically twin. Literally, it means twin, something that cannot detach. You have to go together. That is Zouch. So oh, Zouch wow. has the, Zouch has the understanding of partner. Zouch has the understanding of attachment. Zouch has the understanding of twin. So when we talk about marriage, right, we are also talking about a partner, something that together with us move together to ensure that we gauge these three things. Okay, this the thing. So the destination is Allah. Through the destination is you need to actually better your understanding these three things or these three sciences. So you are actually looking a partner not just to receive. Okay, not just to receive like we mentioned in the previous episode. We are not talking about receiving. When we talk about marriage, we are talking about giving. That is where that that is where we can also find. 
we, I think we heard before the the sentence before we share we care right? something like that. <laughs> so everyone, I think, by looking only at the word love, I think everyone agreed on this. Love is not about receiving. Love is about giving. Right. So same goes in marriage. When we talk about marriage, right, we are not just talking about love and neglecting the fundamental of the love that that can be functioned well, which is to give. So it says here that it has the significance of understanding the responsibility. So when we talk about responsibility, we are talking about giving, right? We are talking about protecting. We are talking about ensuring. We are not just talking about my responsibility is to receive. No? <laughs> Usually the synonym of responsibility is, is to give, right? So that is where when we talk about the characteristic, we focusing here on the fundamental part. To what extent do we know that we, inshallah, we are prepared enough? Besides talking about the, uh, besides talking about the financial part, yes. When we talk about marriage, we are also talking about two things, two important things: the material needs and also the spiritual needs. Okay. So yes, I'm not going to talk about the material needs. We all have understood in our context as a Singaporean. We need to have the ability, we need to have the job, so on and so forth, right? We need to do that. We cannot marriage and at the end of the day, we say, Nehmai, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect me. Yes, <laughs> yes, but look at the fundamental of our faith, how our faith teaches us. Faith teaches us, yes, to depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believe in Allah, have faith in Allah. At the same time, do not neglect your responsibility to find. Mm-hmm. So it is intertwined. You cannot separate it. When we talk about faith, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are also talking about making effort. So you cannot neglect by saying, never mind, I will marriage, inshallah, no problem. Automatically, automatically the rizq will come. I believe in that. Okay, don't make it that at a standard measurement. <laughs> I know someone experienced like that. Yes, it is true. Okay, but we look at the standardization of measurement. Something happened that uh, can can put into category of exception mm-hmm. but there's also a thing that we need to consider which is the standardization so we have two things standardization and also we have the exception thing so of course we're not going to give the exception things that inshallah okay but we are also talking about the standardization form so mm-hmm. i hope that give us the basic or the fundamental or essential characteristic mm-hmm. To what extent do we measure ourselves that we prepare to get married? Is to what extent do we understand these three things? And marriage is basically you find a partner that together move towards these three things. Wallahu alam so. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Ustaz. Mashallah. You know, it's, it's always so tested to have Ustaz with us. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, uh, timing and, and this and that. But inshallah, Islam has given us such a beautiful model to assess ourselves upon. And if I could just help to recap this model would be, um, firstly, is the knowledge, um, which is split into three different, different aspects. Firstly, is knowledge of Islam, which is our five pillars, right, of uh, Islam. Um, our salat, our zakat, everything that would constitute as Fadu'ain knowledge. So for those who don't know what Fadu'ain knowledge is, knowledge that a Muslim is obligatory for us to have, to be Muslims. So um, these things we have to know because as Ustaz mentioned, you know, we are coming to marriage not just to receive but also to give. 
not just to receive guidance, but also to give guidance. Especially for males in a marriage, we are also looked upon as the leader of the family, the imam. So, and lastly, uh, about ihsan, ihsan, right? So, um, in, in the hadith of Jibril. So, that forms knowledge. And Usas mentioned to which extent we should, you know, uh, apply ourselves, right? Um, to, to know, okay, how much should I know about Islam, Iman, and Ihsan to the extent I, I, I would know um, I'm ready for marriage. Um, this is just an, a personal opinion, but I think it's to the extent in which you think you would be able to guide the spouse you want to marry. So if, let's just take for example, like um, if, if you are just a materialistic example, if you are someone who think that you want to spend a lot, has a high income, you know, it, it would be pretty tough for you to marry uh, a wife who, who only wants to save up. You must have a fit in terms of your spending habits and, and your goals. Right. And of course, if you are someone who likes to save up, doesn't like to spend a lot, if you marry a, a, a spouse who you know, naturally likes to spend a lot of money on something, you will find it that it will be a cause of disagreement. You know, you might not be on the same page. So for, same for knowledge. If you, you know, if you intend to marry someone and, and you think this is your ideal spouse that, okay, um, both of you guys just want to know uh, Fadu Ayn and really focus on practicing, you know, so know enough to be in a situation to give and to receive. But if you aspire to marry a ustaza or an ustaz, then mashallah, uh, you have a long life ahead of you to continue striving, you know, so that we can reach the standard of giving and receiving. So this is something you have to gauge ourselves, you know, something that we have to learn about ourselves as time goes. And subsequently, ustaz mentioned, this forms just one third of the model of uh, uh, knowledge and then ibadah. So ibadah also, we have our father in ibadah, we have things that we have to do, which is wajib. So we have to ensure that we are doing these things first and foremost, and, and this is not, um, you know, after marriage, then I, can, I will do these things. But rather, you know, this is part of the preparation of, uh, of, of marriage to, to make sure that we have our obligatory acts down. And lastly, Imara. I think Ustaz has explained it pretty well that um, we have our roles in life um, and, and see how we can contribute back to our society in the, in the roles that we play. So um, this, this forms the model of um, how us, us Muslims should see our spiritual aspect of, of marriage to know that we are ready for marriage. And I guess some indications that come about will be will come in a form of self-reflecting, soul-searching to see whether this really fits what we want, right? And then Ustaz also mentioned that there is a materialistic need that we've mentioned a little bit of already. And um, we have something called, also we have emotional needs, um, how we, you know, uh, prefer our partner to act and, and, and certain characteristics that, that we've looked up for, uh, as mentioned by Brother Ibrahim, uh, Sis Laila and Sis Ashalina, the things that they like to see in their partners. So um, this is something that is, you know, ever comprehensive when it comes to characteristics. And, you know, we hope that this short segment here has helped us to form a general understanding of what we should do for Muslims. So we have an FAQ over here for us. You know, all the time, I think we can prepare and prepare and prepare. Right? And then the, the day before our wedding day, we will still feel like we're not prepared. So is it okay for when for someone you know to get married without feeling like they are fully prepared for it? Yeah, it is okay, Sidik. So when we talk about getting our partner, do not forget about this is a collaborative effort. Mm. Okay, so when we talk about collaborative effort, yes, of course, you need to also at least have some basic tools. Okay, don't uh, uh, don't expect that. Uh, you need to uh, you need to learn start from scratch when after you get thing married okay of course not okay you need to have basic tools okay so this is a collaborative unit and to what extent do we know that we are prepared enough for us mm -hmm. to get married i believe this is very important the the, the understanding or the, the the philosophy of 
having the the ability to learn mm-hmm. so anything that you learn the the learning the learning progress and the learning uh, attitude that comes after that should be goes like this okay uh, learning supposed to make myself humble and i want to know more not just because oh now i'm get i i prepared already i have become like a scholar now i'm getting married i'm my husband i'm a wife so when i after marriage right i want to give fatwa to my wife <laughs> or i should give fatwa to no of course okay so uh, understanding in terms of okay we have at least uh, have the basic tools mm. so right now once you get that the knowledge supposed to make you more humble mm-hmm. you should able to see okay uh, i think i i i have to listen more i need to have an active uh, listening part when i I communicate with my uh, future wife when i communicate with my future husband so both of uh, both of uh, has the future husband and also the future future wife must have the ability to okay now is the the different context so how do we how do i apply what i have learned in marriage how do i like the first one will be when you say that you are prepared enough you know that this is a process it is a long journey okay what i have is a, just a basic tools so once we understand that plus also that when we uh, live together we need to have the ability of active uh, become an active listener so this is a process together where we talk about zoch together so we are not talking about okay uh, never mind i can the husband is in front of me wife is just basically like this i have to and then also like uh the has wife will be in front of me and then the husband will become uh, behind me you no know, together so when we talk together that just now it means you need the communication you need to understand that okay when i move together i need to also bring my wife together i need to also bring my husband together so to what extent do you able to understand if you understand this i think inshallah uh, inshallah alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah. Thank you Ustaz for that clarification. Uh, I, I, I guess all four of us need that. Uh, or rather everyone else on the recording right now needs that advice because we are all not married yet. So inshallah, I hope to apply that uh, advice soon. Um, yeah, so let's, let's, let's come back to our speakers, right? Um, and the next question would be, uh, naturally then now that we know what is the bar for all, each of us, right? How then would you guys prepare for marriage in your own ways? How do you guys think that, you know... Um, are some steps you you guys would take to prefer, prepare for your own marriages for me i think intention plays a part then uh like i mentioned in the previous previous talk about having a checklist on what i want or what i hope to have a partner yeah and then and once i have a partner inshallah uh, i think planning together and also meeting family Okay, I think something around, around, around that. All right. Thank you, Ashalina, for that. And uh, maybe uh, Ibrahim, Brother Ibrahim or uh, Sis Laila, you guys would like to share how would you guys prepare yourselves for marriage? I think uh, one thing, like it's a small thing, I think. Maybe not, maybe not so small, but uh, like one thing would be my health, definitely. You know, because like, I think after you're married and like after marriage comes along children, right? I think your health really takes a toll because like for, for example, when you have children, right, you're going to lose sleep for sure, right? And like <laughs> things like that. Uh. So like I w- want to put myself in a state where like I'm physically 
sustainably healthy, you know, like there's a lifestyle which I have made for myself, which like is conducive uh, to a healthy, healthy body, a strong one, which can undertake those tolls. Because I think that um, factors such as like maybe being burned out, being like sleep deprived, these kind of things like what affect the relationship, you know, uh, and if you are physically healthy and you are mentally, like, you'll probably be more mentally healthy. And I think that would help the relationship, you know. So I think that's one thing that I think we are, we are all working on right now is to build ourselves up, not only like physically, but also a lifestyle which supports them. I agree, I agree. I agree that part of marriage is also ensuring that um, you are not just physically healthy, but mentally and spiritually healthy as well. So that you can accommodate one more person in your life. If not, like, you will just be out of balance and everything will be haywire, right? So, okay, last one. Um, She's Lila. Please share with us your thoughts. Similar. Okay, uh, so here's my take. So, um, as you all know that uh, for marriage, right, it, both, it involves both parties. So, I would seek uh, the feedback from my future partner to know that what he don't like um, what he likes about me so so that I know how to play with my strengths and weaknesses and then also to set some ground rules I feel like this this is a very a very personal point uh, that I would like to uh, imply in my future marriage uh, inshallah and that is to I think it's very important to communicate communication is very important and I feel that one important thing is that we should never let each other go to be angry and all this negativity will pile up and it's always good to trash things out. Yeah, so this is one thing, one habit that uh, I think can keep the relationship healthy and uh, lasting. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much, Laila. Um, I think you guys have given very, very good tips and, and from your own personal experiences, how you guys would want to prepare for marriage, right? And I also try my own, my, my own um, take on this before I pass my time to Ustad. I think for me, because um, mainly... Because I'm a convert and I don't think I have enough knowledge as far as like my ibadah is not there yet. So I would always try to focus on my religious aspect. And I feel like having success in my spiritual life right, would give me success in my materialistic and emotional life also. I, I feel like the source of balance and peace could come from there. So I, I would actually like maybe right now I'm also reading a, a book called Healthy Muslim Marriages also. And not just for the preparation of the podcast, but rather I think it's a book that you can refer to for a long period of time, one to two years, to you know take one or two learning points per day, incorporate in, into your life. And then eventually when you find yourself to be a good Muslim, then naturally you will be a good spouse. So that's how I think like I would want to prepare for marriage on top of you know taking care of my health, on top of you know also making sure that I'm I'm the one who will fit my future spouse. So that's that's my take on it. And now let's look at how Usas sees this situation. And um, for Usas, how how then um, would you recommend us as um single and young and shall I say maybe ready to mingle? Uh, with only one person before we get married, <laughs> to take steps to prepare ourselves for the marriage. I think the next step that we need to also be prepared, uh, to get married is to find yourself a teacher that can guide you. So anything, problems that you have that you need to refer to, find a teacher that and can actually hear or listen to your uh, needs and he or she may be able to give some uh, good guidance. So yes, we uh, have managed to uh, have some informations uh, here and there, maybe perhaps looking at YouTube or by reading book also and maybe have some artic- good articles that can be read. 
plus also you need a teacher that can guide you for you to be able to get obtain the information and put it into context without neglecting the fundamentals and the, the, the desire or the intended purpose. Thank you, Seth. And uh, I think that's also very, very important. I think um, having a teacher in my life has probably been the biggest reason why I'm able to grow and, and be wise. And me and sis Ashalina share the same stuff that we learn from. And we can attest to that. It's probably the biggest change in our um, Muslim lives that we're able to learn from our, our beloved teacher. So um, additionally, most of the time, we don't see the faults in ourselves. That's just a fallacy of us human beings. The nature of that we have is that we are more easily able to judge externally than to judge introspectively. So um, it's always good to have someone external to really look at our progress and to see where, you know, since our teachers who have most likely crossed the bridge to marriage, they will know what else we need. So um, this is something that is, is, is also very important. So, you know, not, we've actually discussed a lot of things today, right? Um, we've talked about the characteristics of, of, of a Muslim who is ready for marriage, indications, what, what can we do? Um, and one might wonder at this point of time, like why, why does Islam set all these rules? You know, why, why must we, why can't we just, you know, do it in a way that most society would recommend, you know, go on a dating app, perhaps find someone that we like, you know, maybe it's, and it's okay, socially acceptable now to marry someone because of their looks, right? And, and, and marry someone regardless of how ready we are, how financially ready we are. Why must Islam emphasize on these guidelines, right? So, um, Ustaz, this is um, our question to you, uh, and, and probably, probably the biggest question on our minds, you know. So, why does Islam emphasize on the importance of preparation for marriage? Yeah, so, when we refer back to what we have mentioned just now about when we talk about marriage, we're also talking about life. So, in order for, in order for us to, make, uh, to, to be able to nurture our life better, okay, it same goes to when you're able to take care of your marriage. So, in order for you to plant you, to, you, you want to produce a tree. You need to take care of the fundamental. You need to plant properly. You need to have a, a, a good seed. Yeah. And also you need to have a proper space so that the photosynthesis comes in and take care of the plants. And you need to also pour the water every now and then. Not yeah. too much of water. You need the, just the, um, the, the good amount of water, but consistently. Uh, so that, that is where the, the concept of hope comes in. Because hubba comes from the word habba. Habba means seed. So when we talk about marriage, we are talking, we cannot detach it from, from love because it associates with the, with the love itself. But because it has the relationship between the, 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 the love of our future spouse and also the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's why the Prophet saying goes, La ahadukum hatta yakuna ahabba ilahi. There is your faith is not uh, completed yet unless you love me, which is Rasulullah SAW, more than you love other people. Mm. So the, the, the fundamental of understanding love is actually to educate your heart. Your mm. heart means your love. To get the love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And what do we mean by love of Rasulullah SAW? I think we can pretty much understand the love of Rasulullah where we talk about the stories of Rasulullah, how he sacrificed, how he smiled, how he looks, so on and so forth. So we are able to actually connect ourselves with Rasulullah That is why we need to refer back to Rasulullah because we can actually visualize Rasulullah. Hmm. We cannot visualize Allah SWT. That is why Allah SWT sent Rasulullah SAW 
as a form of something that we can visual something can become more relatable in our daily life oh yeah. rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam like this so on and so forth so i educate the love in our heart to yeah. channel it in the proper love so that it is not distorted okay mm-hmm. it, it is in a proper way of love love that we have the definition of love in, looking at the definition of uh, love properly mm-hmm. okay, so, okay so that's 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 the first thing that we need to know that before We, when we talk about uh, marriage, yeah, we cannot uh, actually detach from from the word love. So, how do we uh, actually uh, know that we are taking care of love? It has three progress. Uh, when we talk about love, it has three progress. The first one is like when you plant a seed. Okay, you need to actually put the intention properly. Like how you plant the seed, it must be close. With a proper amount of sand or with the proper amount of the soil, right? So mm. the same goes to love. When you want to fall in love, you need to, uh, you 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 need to plant your your the seed of love. I want to be loved, or I want to understand love. Okay. So the question is, how sincere you are to know about love? How sincere you are? How what's what's the indicate? What is the indicators of You really desire to feel what is love, so that is the first like how you plant the seed, right? You need to really plant it properly and and plant it, or on top of it you have the soil. So you need to really plant it. That's the first process, the desire to understand love, and then the second one like how you actually grow the seed by actually pour the water every now and then. So love need to be educated in in terms of its consistency. You need to educate the love means you need to be consistent in nurture the love so how do we nurture our love of course by doing all the responsibilities that we have to do that like the three mm. things that we have we have talked about you need to learn these that consistently and without neglecting that okay inshallah i will understand that love yeah. and then the third one okay the third one this is also very important uh, when we pour this uh, water right after that we need the photosynthesis right <laughs> the photosynthesis actually symbolizes your faith to Allah, the tawakkul. Now I have done, alhamdulillah, much enough. I think, inshallah, I'm in the track. Then the last one will be the tawakkul. Tawakkul means you submit yourself to Allah. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer my prayer. You just need to believe like how you cannot really create the photosynthesis. Of course, now you have the You have the technology to use uh, the the light, right? But yeah. if let's say the, the the electricity suddenly shut off, then how can you do? So something goes when you actually build your mm-hmm. your love. Uh, mm-hmm. So you need to have that ability to okay. So to take care, why 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 do we why does Islam always uh, actually when we talk about why Islam uh, really emphasizes in taking care of marriage actually islam emphasizes taking care of your life so when when we look at the our scholars book most of the most of scholars actually talk about life without emphasizing more on the marriage because when you understand your life you understand marriage is part of your life but of course nowadays we have a lot of books that talks about marriage because yeah Uh, we intend to neglect our responsibility, our our understanding of love become more and more. Uh, how should I say? Become more and more. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is why we need a specific book that talk about you. You know, marriage is important. You know, <laughs> you need to you need to know marriage because it is, has the relationship with your life. You know, you cannot just marry and just out of your uh, how do I say it? your last full. Yeah, <laughs> it's not nothing got to do with your uh, your 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 lustful desire. You know, it's not something that is is very sacred. <laughs> marriage is very sacred. Why is it marriage is sacred? Because marriage we bring the word love. Love is a very sacred word. So when someone talks about love, we always talk about love as if like it is nothing, and we always associate love with something got to do with our personal desire no <laughs> love is very secret secret thing that is why when we talk about marriage we are talking about love that is why we need to take care of our marriage because we are bringing the understanding of love to the world mm. so really understand that but bringing the responsibility become the ambassador of love it is a huge responsibility but mm. do not worry you have your partner with you do it together inshallah Allah alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Ustaz. And mashallah, uh, I, I think that was such an enlightening um, answer. And I, I really am quite appreciative of how Ustaz answered it um, in a way that you know, he allows us to visualize the marriage as not just you know, a social contract in which most of us would think nowadays, right? But indeed, in interactions of two people, or even when you're starting a family of more than two, it is like a plan. If you don't take care of it, it will die off. You'll wither. You know, sometimes you know it might be too late to even salvage your marriage, and then the plant dies. But the important thing is that you must begin, right? You must consistently take care of it, and then eventually you will bear fruits. So, this is why there is a, a guideline for us to do so, because it's something that is very delicate, very sensitive. But with with the difficulty of the task, the higher it is, the higher the rewards will be as well. So. Even one of the rewards of being married and having children, it might be difficult, you know, over time to 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 have uh, children and to bring them out to be righteous Muslims. But the reward of it is that when you pass on, you know, these are one of the ways that you can perpetually gain blessings from pious children making dua for you. So these are just one of the rewards of being married, staying in a marriage, and you know, uh, having children, building a family. And indeed, you know, with uh, with big rewards come big challenges, and this is something that we will be definitely tested by from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And, you know, that's not even to say the second big point, which is the importance of marriage. For us, it's mostly importance of spouses. They are so important. And, and we've mentioned in the previous few episodes that there are people who complete our deen. You know, this is why we have to prepare ourselves for marriage because we are interacting with people who are so important in our lives, right? And Ustaz has mentioned that this is not just about marriage. It's about our life as an entirety. You know, marriage is one aspect of life. And, and as with all aspects of life and how life works, it's all intertwined. You know, when you don't take care of your marriage properly, it spills over. And when something isn't taken care of properly, it can spill over into marriage as well. So this is why there are guidelines because we are people who need to be guided. We are people who, you know, um, would really benefit from the wisdom of Islam. That we don't have to make mistakes to learn. You know, we learn from the guidance of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is, I hope that with this short episode that we can put out, you know, it underscores the importance of why we have to prepare for marriage. It shows you how, how we can prepare for marriage and the things that we should look out for. You know, and, and around the world, you know, especially in Singapore, you know, people look to us and, and, and they think that the Muslim community is, is, is filled with divorces, highest divorce rate. But this 
might not be the case if we can start preparing for marriage properly and start early. Inshallah, this is a way we can show that our um, Singapore local Muslim community isn't a community that, that you know, doesn't, um, doesn't have you know, proper thought. And we can show the, the nobility of Islam through our own actions within the community. Inshallah, so, inshallah. inshallah. So thank you, Sas. Mashallah, it's been such a beneficial episode again. Thank you, uh, Sis Ashalina, uh, Brother Ibrahim, and Sis Laila for joining us once again tonight. And uh, I think the next episode might be the most interesting episode everyone's looking for, Ta'aruf. That's the buzzword. If you put Ta'aruf in a poster for any event, 100 attendees on Zoom, inshallah. So yeah. we hope that we can have 100 listeners on the first day or so when we release this episode. But stay tuned to the next episode to listen to our thoughts on Ta'aruf, inshallah. We would like to invite Usas to assist us to end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asr. Bismillah, Usas. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu laik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Al-Asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bilhaq wa tawasaw bilsabr. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.